And welcome back to the Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Rashid, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And I think that was the quickest, uh, like... I think that was, like, the quickest fucking transition from, like, our conversation to the podcast yeah, ever. That was I, quick. I think I, I'm into that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the Film Site Podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about Blade Runner yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Really Scott. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Really fucking Scott. Yeah. Uh, but before we do any of that, let's do the catch up. I catch up. Um, uh, this time I'm completely prepared. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I've come prepared this week, as opposed <laughs> to last episode where it was just fucking chaos. <laughs> um, so to to piggyback, if you just listened to last week's episode and you're running into this one, perfect because senioritis. Right. We start, started this story uh, last week and I just like mind blanked. But um, <gasps> there. So uh, we're got, we're graduating. Uh, me and Jonathan, he was here last week, yep. and um, we were in this class and the uh, the teacher came in, uh, the guy named Sonnenberg. And he's like, uh, Jonathan, um, have you finished your edit yet? <laughs> and Jonathan looks at him and he says, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Sonnenberg. I'm not going to do a goddamn thing in this bitch. You stupid ass bitch. You ugly ass bitch. Monkey head bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you turned into Kevin Hart there for a second. <laughs> I might be paraphrasing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like if that wasn't clear cut senioritis for me, I was like, yeah, all right, oh yeah, Jonathan. By the way, Christopher sent me sent a group chat, a group text to me and Jonathan out of context. Oh yeah, saying exactly that. Yeah, and I'm at work going like, wait, fuck, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's um, it's just complete senioritis. It's just ready to get out of there yeah, like okay, so yeah. quickly. There was a um, there was a guy, you know what? Yeah. I got something to say about this fucking ass ass clown guy. Oh, dude, go for it. Like I kind of died down a bit my 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 energy towards this guy saying that what what if uh, podcasting goes goes away? It's just a fad. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. this 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 fucking ass clown guy, and <laughs> and it's like I, like I felt the same way. And and the thing is, like when I, I did my uh, portfolio presentation, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking to someone about it yesterday, and there was like, so where where's um what was their issue? I said the issue was that I'm promoting podcasts as my best work, and it is <laughs> you know in comparison like I and I showed my five videos, and then I was like I have just as many videos as everyone on here, and then I showed the video. It's like well, what did they have to say about your videos? I'm like nothing. They had nothing to say about my videos. Mm-hmm. That's the you know what I'm saying. Like I'm like this this Go guy. Ahead. Uh, no 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 no. This I'm I'm, I'm going to get to it because right. we had a portfolio show yesterday, I believe, or the day before. Like the days are blending in now. So uh, so this guy that had so much shit to say about my portfolio, which my website looks very nice. I feel like I put a lot of time it into it. It is a very it, nice website. And, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into it, and there's a lot of content on there. But the fact that there's 70-some-odd episodes of a podcast on there and only about five uh, videos that are, that are good quality that I care about on there, uh, he's saying that I don't really know what this guy's fucking point I is. Think, really. I think his point was, it's like, because you're a film major. Mm. So I felt like the they thought that the purpose of the class would be for you to have a portfolio for specific that you for would film. show, yeah, film people mm-hmm. that hey, this is what I can do, hire me. And that's that's what uh, the weird thing was. It's like after we talked about the podcast and I'm trying to show them video, mm-hmm. they keep going back to podcasts. I'm like, how about right. you critique these five videos? And if you want to know where my you know video things are for a, a film major, critique these videos. Right. I, I think they were also focusing because I was I was in the room by the way. Yeah. I, like I watched the presentation. Yeah. And I think that they were harping on the fact that first of all there were 72 vi- like podcast episodes. Yeah. But that's just the nature of the format. It's yeah. so much easier to produce a radio-type production than it is to make yeah. 70 videos. But also, I think that uh, I think that they were harping on the most 
watch was like disagree. It's mm. like there were podcasts and then videos. Mm-hmm. So like the videos were secondary to the podcast. The videos could have been seventh for all, for all <laughs> I care. They could have been a hundredth. The yeah. thing is, is that they were easily accessible because yeah. it was the second thing available on the website, you know, to click on. And matter of fact, in my mind, I'm putting all attention towards the middle. It's in the very middle yeah, of yeah. the screen. It's not I, like you if know, I would I mean, have clicked I, your website, yeah. I would have just been like, "Oh, there's videos right there." Video right there. Click. Wow, go to <laughs> it. But, but anyway, it was just like a lot, a lot of shit on that. Yeah. But um, so this, so this guy's just giving me so much shit. I'm just like, whatever, you know, like eat a dick. So so then, so then we have the portfolio show. Now he was one of the judges that went through and looked at all the portfolios and everything. And judging by the critique that that he gave, I'm just like, all right, whatever, you know, um I'm not going to be getting any kind of award, you know, for my portfolio. So they have the portfolio show and it's just oh, you should you should have seen this. <laughs> like it it was just the the most ridiculous thing ever. We have like non computer setup for the the video majors mm-hmm. and then the entire room set up for fashion and a catwalk and like 30 chairs on each side right. and this whole to do so it's like half of the room was packed with like 50 or 60 people mm-hmm. and then the other half of the room has nine computers with nine people standing in front of it and nothing else right just abandoned you know it's what we're doing over there so like we stood there for an hour with no one to look at our stuff except for each other right and after an hour all the computers on our side shut off all of them like just not just on our side up. just on our side yeah they i guess it was like a power surge or huh. maybe somebody accidentally unplugged the um oh the main strip the, the yeah. main strip yeah and then plugged it back in but um it was out for about 5 minutes uh and in the meantime in those 5 minutes i uh, i went over to room 108 in the other building cuz they had the culinary mm-hmm. culinary showcase they're showcasing their food that is my favorite oh, showcase yes. to be in it's oh, yeah. fucking fantastic it was it was amazing they had great food yeah. so i'm over there like and and just eating so much food and then i see uh, a couple of the judges for the portfolio show they're walking around they're like hey are you going back over to the portfolio show on the other side for your portfolio show mm-hmm. i was like probably not <laughs> you know it's like for what he's like i don't understand why this is mandatory in the first place like i right. have tickets to the graduation i have my cap and gown like i've graduated like what do you need from me here he was like well you you need to sh- you need to show back over there because uh what if you win what if you win the portfolio show and it's the guy that was talking the shit to me right. about my the podcasting and portfolio whatever that guy mm-hmm. he's like well you are you gonna come back i'm like no i'll be fine he was like oh but, but what if what if you win like he says it in that kind of voice of what if you win though like already knowing in his mind that he he's voted against me and i'm not winning right. but he's just being a dick at this point hey well what if you win you should come back over i'm like no i'll be fine you know so then later on 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 facebook i got to see that the person that i thought would win the portfolio did win portfolio which by the way congratulations yes Brittany, that was freaking awesome you know and and it it was just like why are you being such a fucking toad (laughs) you know toad yes Why are you being such a fucking toad? I like the fact that you called him a toad. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I totally agree. I think yeah. I think to an extent that portfolio show is a bit of a jerk off yeah. to impress people that you shouldn't be trying to impress. Mm. Uh, I, I I have a problem with the philosophy of that show because mm. I think that they, like they focus their energy on like fashion and culinary. Yeah. But then video animation always sort of get like just like yeah yeah. There. And I kind of hate it. I kind of don't like it. I'm yeah. not looking forward to it. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, the only thing you can do is just, like, you understand what the system is so you can, like, play their game if you want yeah, to and just automatically get the trophy and win, you know, because <laughs> you know exactly what they want, you know, but it's just, uh, ugh. Yeah, no. It feels dirty. I feel it's, it's bureaucracy yeah. at the end of the day. I hate bureaucracy. Yeah. Every time I'm at school and someone, like, an administrator wants me to do something, mm. I'm just like, you don't, I can't do that. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You are telling me to do something that I literally cannot 
cannot do yeah. because of your fucking rules. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. I hate it. I I, uh, I work at the cage, mm-hmm. and we're getting to a point where we don't have storage yeah. in the cage. We're yeah. running out of fucking room. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm like, well, we have empty rooms over there. That's currently used to yeah. store dead equipment. Yeah. Uh, let's just throw some of the shit back there until they tell us we can't do it anymore. Yeah. And then, like, I feel bad for, for my boss, Malcolm, because then he was just like, nah, because then they'll talk shit about me in a meeting. I was just like, fuck, if it wasn't because of I care about the way that you feel mm-hmm. about this, yeah. I would totally just break every rule in this place like I did when I was alone in the quarter and yeah. figuring shit out. Oh, yeah. So I fucking hate the fact that it's like, no, you can't do that. Why? You just can't. Fuck you. No, yeah, that's that's, that's the, old, the old adage of uh, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Right, yeah. Never ask for permission. I'm going to do it. Like, I solved the problem. <laughs> yeah. Suck yes. my dick. Yeah. We didn't have room. I moved the fucking 11 boxes of paper yeah. to the other fucking empty room. Yep. So fuck you. It made but it I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I like my boss. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a definitely good guy. We're having a pizza party tomorrow for my uh, my leaving. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That's right. You're going to leave the party. cage. Yeah. Been um, in the school forever. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's kind of be weird. There's a uh, there there uh, you know with the, with the graduation thing. I mm-hmm. sent out uh, invitations to the party on Saturday to a graduation party. Right. And after I did that, I was wondering if it was possible to send an invitation. Oh, oh. You know, is oh. that a, is that a thing? Uh, like I mean, a, you, you'd be an asshole, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's, but you can do it. All right. This, this, this is the reason why. All right, all right. So I wanted to just like get all everybody out at once. So it was like. 30, 40 people or whatever, all right. in one group. You know, so I'm like, all right, here's the address. The party's going to be at this time between 8 and 9, and this is the food that we're going to have. Right. Cool. Everybody has the information, you yeah. know. But it didn't just stop there. So then I get one person. One person is like, hey, um, is there going to be any seafood there? Because I'm allergic to seafood. Oh, you know what? Uninvited. <laughs> There's another guy. There's another guy who was like, uh, you said this you said the party was gonna be between eight eight and nine, so which is it? Eight or nine? Oh, uh, you know what? Uninvited. Uninvited. Don't worry about it. You don't have to you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about, don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Uninvited. You know what? I totally get that. You know, I totally get like, that. What the fuck? It would be- <laughs> Like, well, I gave you all the information. I gave it to you. And now you're just like fucking up all 30 other people inside the group message for them getting these notifications for I no reason. Immediately. Yeah. I left that group yeah. immediately. Yeah, I'm like, come on, guys. I, this, is, <laughs> this is what happened when I got the message. Mm-hmm. Chris, how did you do the graduation party group chat? Mm-hmm. Hey, address, time, cool. Cool. Out. <laughs> Thanks. Leave. I'm out of here. Yes. Got the fuck <laughs> out of there. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then, and then you, oh, oh, um, I got, here's another one. Oh, uh, graduation party. Who's graduation? Uh, you know what? Uninvited. Uninvited. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not your graduation. <laughs> Who's graduation? <laughs> You're fucking uninvited now. That's, that's all that is. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I feel like sometimes an uh, invitation, you know, might be in order. Uninvitation. Uh, uninvitation. <laughs> You've been cordially uninvited to my graduation party this Saturday, June the 17th. And the bit where it says like time and place just go like nah, don't worry about it don't worry about it <laughs> don't worry about it that'd be dope <laughs> man all right so so we got since you're leaving the cage a couple of other people are leaving too yeah uh we're getting new people hired at the cage yep and there's this there's this new kid 
who I really like. Mm-hmm. He's just so goddamn happy. He is. All of the goddamn time. He's a happy guy. That I just look at him and I just go like, what the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. How are you so happy? Yeah. There's nothing shitty ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. Do you like not wake up and then just go like, fuck. I look in the mirror and just go like, Ooh, that guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Does that not happen to you as a person? Ah. Like, how can you wake up? And show up to work yep. and pretend and like not pretend. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely happy. No, he's gen- yeah, like he's, I'll be I'll be yeah. completely fine with pretending right. to be happy. Because we all do it. Yeah. We all pretend. But he seems legitimately happy yeah. and I have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the problem. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. He's just like sitting there smiling behind me, and I'm just like, stop. What are you doing? No yeah. one's that happy. Yeah. You should not be this happy. We're like, we're here. Because mm-hmm. we have to be. Yeah. You're making me uncomfortable because of how happy you are. Yeah. Please stop. Be a little sadder. Yeah. And, like, I, I was having that thought in my head, and, like, my friend Jordan came in, and my friend Jordan rooms with this guy. Oh, man. And he was just like, oh, it's fucking hot and cold in here. The happiest guy versus the saddest guy I know. Oh, wow. How the fuck is this going to work? Yeah. And Jordan just started, like, poking the fire and just fucking mm-hmm. saying shit. Yeah. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Man. I don't need your <laughs> shit right now. Yeah. I already got enough to do with a fucking happy McGee over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I don't know how people... I don't get it. I don't know why it, like, made me so uncomfortable. Because mm. now there's three of us in the room, so there's one on a stool and there's two chairs. Yeah. And, like, I can see him in my peripheral, and I can just see him be just fucking happy. Just happy. Yeah. Just fucking living and fucking smiling. S- and like stop it. Clicking. It's just like, get the fuck. Stop. <laughs> yes. Stop. Yeah. Get, something tragic has to happen to you. Tone that shit down a little. I have anyway. a complete 180 on that. Really? <laughs> and me finding happiness in someone else's misery. <laughs> <laughs> I did find misery in someone else's happiness. <laughs> and, and, and it was actually you. Really? I found oh, so much happiness and I like I felt like it was a shared experience and I felt a lot closer to you in that moment. What the fuck happened? <laughs> All right. So um what was today? Today today is uh Thursday, Thursday so yeah. it had to be Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. whichever day this is. So like I get uh, and you know, like I said, I've talked many times like my routine, like I'm at the school like seven thirty every morning, right. you know, like for the past two years. So like I'm there and it's like eight thirty maybe or something like that. Yeah. And I'm 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 there talking to somebody and then you walk by <laughs> and and you look like ass. I you know, it's like it's like your your eyes were red, you know, it was just like you were tired and you you walk by with your head down and you was like, Hey, what's up guys? And then I looked up and I was like, Who the fuck? That's Brian. Oh shit. And then you like walk miserably down the hall. Then I was like, Oh my God, I love this man right now. And, and it, it was because of the empathy. It's like I know that person. I understand that. Just like the guy that's being happy behind you, like I don't understand it, so stop it. Why are you happy right now? That doesn't make sense. Like I understand, like it's eight o'clock in the fucking morning morning nobody wants to be awake and in a professional business building at 8 a.m nobody does <laughs> you know and to like just to see the misery like I, there was so much empathy that was shared there was it's a like, shared experience yes there. it's like i get that guy yes i know, I know what he's about i know what that's about <laughs> at 8 a.m in the morning it's fucking early fuck this place yes i'm all about it <laughs> you know i wrote an essay i wrote a really okay essay mm-hmm. That morning. Yeah. It was due that day at 6 p.m. Yeah. Actually, bullshit. It was due last week at 6 p.m. Yeah. But I didn't know that. I fucked up. Okay. But I wrote it in like seven hours, mm-hmm. uh, just sitting there in the computer, just vomiting words. Yeah. And then I made a five-minute presentation in the hour before class, mm-hmm. and I nailed the shit out of that presentation. I just nice. vomited out yeah. information that I knew. I watched Solaris for class. Yeah. Yeah. And I just vomited out information that I knew, and mm-hmm. like Kava was impressed. Yeah. And I just fucking wrote an essay, which is why I was miserable the entire day. Yeah. 
fucking passed out in a classroom, woke up 20 minutes later, yeah. confused, didn't know where I was, I'm fucking tired, yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Fuck this week. This week was fucking trash. It was. It was It was a weird week. It was, yeah. just, a, it was just busy. Um, real quick closing thing, mm-hmm. um, just a call back to whatever episode this was on the podcast. Where It was an episode with Jonathan, if you want to go back and find that. Mm-hmm. But um, on it, we're talking about how... Um, we don't see the graphic things in television and movies. No. And one example was like uh, there was a child if they're on Game of Thrones and they were about to burn the child at the stake, but they cut the camera away. Right. Or um, just showing certain things, you know, like that. And Orange is the New Black gave it to me. of like, if only for one or two episodes, it did something that surprised me from a television show. They showed one, they showed a man being boiled alive like boiled right. with hot water. And that doesn't sound super attractive, like to see somebody being boiled alive, yeah. but they showed it. That's painful. That's painful to get boiled. They showed it. Nah. Like they showed it. It's like, it's, it would be one thing like what, where my, my gripe has been, it's like how you would traditionally show it. You would show the man standing there and then you would show the steam and then you would show him screaming for a second and then cut away and then just hear him screaming some more and like blood curdling right. screams. No. This, you've seen him chained arm to arm, like, well, hand in hand, on uh, hands away from his body, mm-hmm. chained up, and the hot water boiling him, and then you get a shot from the back of him shaking back and forth furiously, trying to do anything to get away until he just ultimately dies. Well, shit. It, I was like, whoa, you don't show that. That's inhumane. How dare you? <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, but it was like the fact that they showed it was wow. And another example they, they did, they showed a man having a seizure from one of the inmates blowing air into his, um, uh, air bubble into his uh, IV. Yeah. yeah. And the guy had a full-on seizure, the shaking and everything. They showed all of that, like a graphic tight shot on it. And I was like, Whoa. That's fucked up. Yeah, who was super. I fun. mean, I'm glad someone's doing it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like those are there's some truth in those images that we yeah. should all share. Yeah, and um, le- leaving Orange is the New Black, and the last thing was the leftovers. Um, I've been watching this for three seasons. The show oh, has yeah. finally got canceled. Uh, for season one and two, were really good. Season three was good enough. Carrie Coon is gonna win every Emmy and acting award that a female can win, and she should. Like mm. she did her fucking job in the leftovers. <laughs> it was outstanding. But the Leftover Seasons finale is one of the most bullshit finales you'll ever see in your life. I highly recommend no one to ever watch this show, The Leftovers. <laughs> Don't watch it. And, and, and it's, it's, like, it's like Lost, the television show Lost. Right. Like, it's good. It's good. And then if you want answers, if you want to know what this you've been the, watching. This is the Rapture show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the, in, in the end, Carrie Coon, um, her character, she decides that, like, everybody gets raptured up. Well, 2% of people get raptured up, and the other 98% of the people on Earth are just dealing with it, like, what the fuck? Right. So, they, they eventually make this machine, and wherever the people were raptured up from, they take all the energy from that space, and they were able to make a machine to replicate the Rapture. energy. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. send them to wherever the people went. Like, right. they don't know where they went, but it was like, we can use that same energy to send you there. So she gets into the machine, and instead of, it, it sends her to Earth's parallel. So in this Earth that she gets sent to, instead of 2% of the population being sucked up, 98% of the population has been sucked up. Okay. So only so the 2% that are missing from our, our Earth are all on this empty Earth, with only 2% of them there. Right. You know? So it's like, you don't actually know if the people that were raptured on our version of Earth were raptured up to heaven, raptured up to hell, or just cosmic dust. You know, but but when you go into that machine, it just sends you into a parallel of our universe, which okay. may have nothing to do with us whatsoever. And the, she she goes there, realizes that she's a ghost on this earth because she doesn't belong or exist on this earth. Right. And then she just tells the man that made the machine in the first place and traveled to that that two percent world to make another machine. 
since he already made one the first time to send him there, you can just make another machine and send me back. <laughs> and that was the end. <laughs> that pissed me off so much. All the no gl- consequence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I watched so many episodes, and you heard me on here talking about how great The Leftovers is. Fuck all of that. Don't watch the show. I'm done with it. No, watch it. Just <laughs> don't even watch it. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. I want to. That's fucking funny. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I think I think we're about to cut. Yeah. To talk about fucking Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Rick. Hey. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tired, and I just, I've just been so tired that I genuinely just like sat down in a chair and thought like. Who do I know mm-hmm. that I can get cocaine from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had that thought. And the only reason I haven't done it is because cocaine's a pretty good drug. <laughs> have, you, have you done it? No, I just, I first, I know people that do it a lot. And I mm-hmm. know, like, like my, some of my family members have done it. Yeah. Like, a lot of people tell me, it's like, it's great. It's great. Don't do it. It's great. <laughs> right. It's not, like, I don't, I don't want to find out how great it is or, like, how bad I think if, I think everybody has like a mental line, yeah. and they they know where they shouldn't go. Right. Like like Tessa, her mental line is marijuana. She's like, I already know where I where I function at, and I and I hear that weed is great, you know, yeah. it's great, but I don't want to go to that line. Right. You know, for me, it's anything intravenous, like right. anything that I would have to put into a needle and put into my body that way. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. So mine, I mean, is I just, mine is just shit that would make me feel too great because mm. then I just keep doing that. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how addictions start. Anyway, Blade Runner, just yeah. fucking setting that. Let's give us the give us the rain on Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. Uh, let's see. It was released in '82. Uh, Blade Runner uh, must pursue. Oh no! A Blade Runner must pursue and try to terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator. Uh, the, so, sorry. <laughs> the uh, director is Ridley Scott. Uh, the writers are Hampton Thatcher and David Webb Peoples. It stars Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard, uh, Rutger Hauer as Roy Beatty, Sean Young as Rachel, and uh, Dallas. Shoot, what was her freaking last name? I do not know. I, I, I didn't write it because she wasn't. She wasn't pivotal. Her name was Pris. Pris. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but her name. It was just weird that she had. A, she has a male first name. Dallas I'll, is, I'll, I think, it's I not. Dallas it's not Dallas. Is, it's not Dallas. No. Daryl. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Her oh, name wow. is Daryl Hannah. That's a cool name. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty fucking great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a pretty good movie on paper, right? Mm-hmm. It's fucking not. No. It's fucking garbage. Wasn't I wouldn't great. say garbage. It's wasn't just great. not bad. Wasn't yeah. great. It's just not. It's not a good movie. It is not a good fucking. Movie. Wasn't great. Like uh, yeah. Like I like had I not been, had I been had I not been watching that movie for a podcast, mm-hmm. I would not have finished it. Same. It's uh, such. It's no, just, I, I would have, but I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, anymore. it's just like, oh my god. Like, okay, let's. I, I feel like we should start out with the positives of the movie. Okay. Because the movie has an eighty nine percent on fucking Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and people fucking love this movie. It's like a cult classic. Mm. People really like this movie. Mm. So let's start out with the positive things. Uh, what did you? What, what in your in your mind? What was good about this movie? Uh... Technically, I mean, it's just a lot of technical things. They're not not right. from an entertainment. So, I mean, from an entertainment point of view, 
Very little. So I can go over like some of the technical things that they did right that Ridley Scott always does right. Right, like set production. The set production was amazing. Yeah. The visuals were incredible. Framing, good. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you do the technical things well, but nobody cares about that. Like 95% of the, the audience of moviegoers don't know anything about composition and framing and editing and structure and, and the technical things that make a movie a movie. Right. I mean, we want to be entertained. You know, and this movie did not do that. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to why it didn't but later, but he, what we did like. Here's, here's the thing about this movie. Here's mm. why I think people liked it a lot. Mm. It's, it's sci-fi with enough... It, it's, it's sci-fi. It, no, it, it's definitely yeah. sci-fi. It felt more noir for me. Well, that's the thing. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's sci-fi. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. It's like sci-fi with uh, neo-noir cyberpunk elements mm. that work really well for the universe that it's created in. Yeah. But people liked it because it's a sci-fi movie that people can go like, Oh, I'm smart because I like this movie. Mm. <laughs> That's what this movie feels like to me. Yeah. Because it's dealing with things like memory, like what's the human nature, like what's the purpose of being alive. Yeah. Are my if, if my are my memories real if they're based on someone else's? Yeah. Like it, it's based on, on sort of the the question of like what does it mean to be like really human if you're designed to be exactly like humans but aren't? Yeah. Uh, so like it's trying to answer those questions. Mm. However, it doesn't do anything with those questions. It yeah. just sort of just like pushes them out there. And then it's goes like, all right, now we're shooting each other. Yeah. <laughs> shooting each other. Mm. It doesn't really do anything with them. But I think people really like this movie because they can say that they liked a really high concept sci-fi movie that looks really gritty and dark. That's why people like this I movie. I see that. And, I I, see that. And, it, and that makes me angry. Mm. That makes me super angry. Because I just saw Solaris, which yeah. is a movie that deals with the exact same sentiments and themes. Mm. Uh, of course, it's a Russian filmmaker and the movie's fucking boring. Yeah. Uh, but it answers the questions absolutely beautifully, whereas Blade Runner just kind of goes like, ah, maybe we're human, maybe we're not. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. Here's a gun. And it made me angry. It really fucking bothered me. Because I know of a lot of people that aren't in filmmaking, mm. or like don't think of filmmaking critically, yeah. that go like, oh, did you see Blade Runner? That was fucking great. Wasn't that line like really good? Wasn't the dialogue like really smart? And just like, no, not really. No. Nah. I mean, it, it, even, it even took away a little for me from the show Westworld on HBO. It does yeah. the exact same thing. So, I mean, I was like, all right, so Blade Runner, you did do something as far as present an idea right. that wasn't fully um, thought out or um, it wasn't expanded explored. Upon, yeah. yeah, it was an idea that, that wasn't completely explored. So you, you, you threw a nugget out there, and that's there. So you do get credit for that, right. you know, with a lot of people taking that and expounding upon it year after year. But... It's just you did so little with it. And then the, the premise I have a problem with as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you're living in 2000. For, well, first of all, like, I'm not angry that 2019 <laughs> looks like 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, like, what, so it's, it's, just, it's freaky that 2019 seems to look like 1984. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I want to know. Like, they, they made this movie in, in the 1980s, and the movie was set in 2019, so like, what, 37 years or something mm -hmm. into the future? We're making uh, Blade Runner 2049. It's 2017. That's like 32 years from now. Right. I want to see how bad we fucked this up, <laughs> you know, because 2049 will be here before we know it. And we'll, we'll be like, what the fuck is this? That's how I was looking at this. I was like, 2019, I'm like, well, I guess we need to go go ahead and get to Los Angeles before this happens. <laughs> yeah, because we are fucked. <laughs> yeah. But, um... 
No, it was, it was, I had a problem with the premise, though. All right, so you have you have um, these replicants, but mm-hmm. it's not like there's replicants running around the entire Earth everywhere. There's yeah. just four of them that remain. And, and even still, with these four, none of them have the ability or technology to replicate themselves mm-hmm. or to make new versions of themselves or clone themselves to where there's going to be a threat of there just being more of them than there are of us. Right. You know, an in type, type of outnumbered situation. Now, obviously, they're, they're, pow- they're super-powered, they have a lot of power uh, and earlier in the movie they said that there was like two of them that took down like 26 guards or whatever to escape mm-hmm. you know so they're super powerful so they, they do view these replicants as a threat but here's why I have a problem with the premise mm-hmm. their life expectancy is four years yeah. four fucking years they're two years into just their four year life you just know, it <laughs> it's like they weren't even bothering it. They just want to be left alone yeah. and figure out how to not, how to live. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they, by the end, Nexus Six goes to his God, his version of God, his Creator, his Maker, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna die. How can I not die?" And he was like, basically, like I wish I had the answer to that too. I go to my Maker; he's not gonna give me more life. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, basically, he he breaks it down scientifically, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. as soon as I made you, the cells, and as soon as they they grew to make what they were gonna make, I can't just alter that in the middle of." It. Like you, right. you are your destiny now. Like it's it's gonna happen. You're gonna die. Yep. You know. Uh, here's uh, like four years. Yeah, just wait it out. <laughs> just fucking wait it. Four out. years. You'll be fine. Yeah. They're not. They might kill a couple people. Mm-hmm. But you know what? People die every Pe- day. People kill people all the time. Just wait it out. You're fine. Four years. Like you're destroying so much of the world. Here's to, what, for these here's four what I here's what I, I didn't get about the premise. Mm. Are these the only four replicant that are left? That are left, that are left as far as the entire I, world. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Because I thought that mm. there were just four replicant, and mm. they're just in the world. Ah. Like, but, like, there's just replicants out there. I believe but that these they, ones yeah. went rogue. That's what I thought was a problem. Uh, I thought they made, like, the replicants, and they were, like, too human for, like, too much human, so they decided that it was a bad idea and nixed the program or something. Right. But See, I didn't totally get sure. that at all, because yeah. then the first meeting with the creator when you first meet Rachel. Yeah. Um, he says, we are a commerce designed to make this replicants be too human to be human. Yeah. And so it's like, well, if you're a commerce, it means that there's fucking 2,500 of, of them out there. Yeah. And th- th- these are four that just sort of want to just live mm-hmm. for two more years before they die. Yeah. What? What's the pr- what's the problem? What's the problem here? And 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 in that, yeah, there has to be other replicants because he's cre- he, his toys that he says he creates are like uh, dwarf people. Yeah. I mean, those are replicants as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's still making them. So, so yeah. like, they're still they're so replicants. Other. Yeah, it's not like there's just oh, there's these four and then we're good. Th- those might be the only human-like ones, I guess, because we just said, well, I mean, if if there are other versions of those, they didn't show them in, in the movie. Right. Well, those are those were like the creme de la crop in the sign, I guess. Mm. They were like the next like, sex program and you know, whatever. Mm. But like that's a question that should be at Answer. the core. Yeah. Like should should be answered yeah. immediately. Oh yeah. Immediately as soon as we meet the creator. Yeah, by the way, Nexus Six, they were good, but they're kind of fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford's like, all right, got it, I'm on the job. And that would have made sense. Do you know that's David? Nexus Six? Say that again? David from uh from okay. Alien. Is that the I feel like it's not it's not the same yeah, thing. Okay. But was, I was like when I was thinking about Ridley Scott and I was like you make it the two human to be human. Oh, and then, fuck, that's right. This is Ridley too. Yes, I'm saying it's the exact same premise. Like you made a human that was way too too good to be human, and I was like the next step of it is just him genetically modifying something better than him, which would get aliens from that. Right. You know? But yeah, uh, I, I, I had a I had a big problem. I was watching this movie with with my girlfriend, which we rarely watch movies together, right. and she was ready to walk out of the room <laughs> on a particular scene. Mm. Which one? The rape scene. 
Yeah, what the fuck was up with that, dude? Now, now the the you remember Rocky Balboa? Yeah, and he was kind of he I was kind of heavy handed. <laughs> he's in a corner. She's trying to walk out. He's, he's like, like, nope. <laughs> he shuts the door. He was like, tell me that you want me. Say it. <laughs> Say it. What the fuck? I, I, I want you. Now, now touch me. Now tell me that you like it. I, I, I like it. I want you. <laughs> so uncomfortable. What? So uncomfortable. Whoa. It really is fucking bizarre, isn't and, it? And then it's like we're watching it, and then it was like there's no way that this uh, this girl is still there. I'm like, no, she has Stockholm Syndrome now. Like, he fucking raped her, and it's, it's like has mind fucked her. Like, what the fuck is it? Can you sh- what? Yeah. Can you show that? <laughs> no purpose. It served no purpose either. No. I thought that we were going to go into, like, just explore humanity versus these replicants and what this means, you know, with them, or, or that that he didn't view her as, as much of a human and that her rights didn't matter as much to I him. See. But then in the end, he treats her like a fucking like a human, person. Yeah, like I don't. And like, like that would have been that would have been okay as a scene. Yeah. If he had, if if they had explored the like, well, replicants don't rape each other. Mm. So are humans something. really any better than replicants? That's what I'm saying. When, when Tesla right. was about to walk out, I'm like, no, he's doing something. He's right. doing like this is very heavy-handed. Like what's happening? Right. Like this is super rapey. He's not just having this scene just to have it. It's gonna come back and it's gonna mean something. Nah. Nope, did not happen. I was pretty angry at that scene too. That that, 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 that I think that was actually the point where I just be like, do I really want to finish this? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't really care after this. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like in in 1980, like that kind of like a male machismo is is fine. You know, well, no, it's not fine. You know, but it's but it, it's it um, it's, yeah, it's normal yeah. almost, and it's just like 2017. Like I'm not no, huh? Uh-uh. I'm not down for that. <laughs> not, not. Take it easy, Harry. <laughs> Sheesh, bro. Uh, uh, okay, but we sort of devolved into talking about the stuff of the movie that uh, that we didn't like. Yeah. But what I did like about the movie, the set design was beautiful. The neo noir cyberpunk visuals were beautiful. The lighting was beautiful. Yes, when the lighting it happened. was really the nice. Lighting was awesome. Yeah, had the sort of neon, neon contaminated uh, like cities and and trashy, gritty look to the set design, which really did help sell the world. I just wish that there was something happening inside the world that was built. Yeah, to justify all of that budget into creating these worlds. Yeah. Because it was just nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing fucking. You know, this is a movie about a man that got hired to do a job and then he broke two fingers doing it. Like what the wh- what? Like the, all right. So the guy, the guy, uh, the replicant finally has uh, the Blade Runner where he, where he wants him, and he pulls his arm. And he's basically toying with him. Like yeah. honestly, you know, he pulls his arm and breaks his his pointer finger and his middle finger just so he can't shoot his his fucking hand cannon right. that he's been going around shooting everybody with for the entire uh, movie. <laughs> So he, he, he breaks he breaks his uh, his fingers and then he was like all right so then he uses his left hand to yeah. shoot things after that. <laughs> I was like all right. Fucking senseless. Yeah. <laughs> the shit that happened in this movie makes no sense. I really enjoyed. I wanted to inhabit the world. I enjoyed the noir detective, like the Dick story. The fuck is it? Richard Deckard. Oh, uh, is that yeah. his name? Oh, uh, Rick. Rick. Okay. Yeah. So uh, like, fucking like I love the Dick. Detective movies of yeah. the the nineteen forties. Yeah, I love that it brought that vibe. Mm. I liked what it was doing uh, in the like the interior design of each of these buildings yes. was really good. Really nice. I liked the lighting of each one of them. I liked the streets, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in the story. Not there is much. absolutely nothing. Mm. And I like Harrison Ford. He's a good but, actor, but yeah, he's, he's nice. bland in this movie, mm-hmm. and he has no option but to be because there's nothing to work with. No. 
Like, the only moment that I really legitimately enjoy mm. in this movie is when uh, the main replicant, the bad guy. All right. Um, is, ne- Nexus? Yeah. It's, I don't know his name. The, the, the one with the white blonde hair? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he fucking, he's, it's raining, and he's about to cry, showing human emotion. Or the end. Yeah, because mm-hmm. first of all, it, it, it does one thing. Mm. It shows that they mentioned at the beginning of the movie where it's like they might develop their own emotional responses. Mm. And like at the end, they did. Yeah. You know, the white blonde hair guy is like crying over Pris's death, mm-hmm. which is a purely human thing to do. Yeah. And then at the, and then he's like, it's raining. And it's just like all these moments will be lost like tears and rain. It's washed away. Which is one of the best quotes mm-hmm. that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, every, and like even the line that precedes it, like you, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yeah. That whole moment was fantastic. Because yep. it showed that there was an inkling of a character in that replicant. Yeah. Something that was learning and actively adapting to yeah. the situations around them. But then guess what? Time movie to die. fucking ends. Time to die. Yep, movie <laughs> ends. <laughs> yeah. 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 Says it just like that. He just dies and yeah. puts his head down. I mean, it's a beautiful shot too. The rain just pouring down over him as he, you know, accepts his fate and his yeah. death. It is a beautiful moment, yeah. in, like cinematically, yeah. uh, like in terms of writing, in terms of composition. It is gorgeous. Yeah. But it's the last moment of the film. I, I wanted them to explore like the slave aspect a lot more, right? Because um, the the main, the first uh, villain that we see at the the very first shot, the guy that's um. Taking the test to find out if he's Leon. a replicant or not, Leon. Leon's his name. Yeah. Leon. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first time that we see uh, Leon, and um, a, a few times afterwards, he uh, he says it's quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it's like to be a slave. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Leon says that. He, and he says the white first, long guy. He says, says it, it, it towards okay. the end. Yeah. Cool. So it's like I'm, I wanted them to explore that a little bit because I mean that's that seems to be something that's driving them. They're constantly hiding and running away, and like I said, they have that fear that's within them 24/7, no matter what. Like you're, you can't even enjoy half of a second. Like well, in any, like you drink drink a glass of of nice water on the beach while you're watching the sunset. You can't enjoy it. Oh, Deckard might be behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, that and, whole thing. and yeah. I, I thought they were gonna try to convey how that feels to the hu- human society to constantly live in fear right well and and th- th- this is interesting about this movie and, and like this is why i like the concept mm. of it because you can talk about social classes you can talk mm. about um um race you can talk mm. about like 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 the the replicants could be an allegory for any race any yeah. social class oh, yeah. whatever but they they're not they're no. fucking not no. like it's such a missed opportunity because it is such a beautiful concept to explore all these complicated ideas. Yeah. Like, like you're right. Like, what if they had gone the slave route? And yeah. so replicants, because replicants are slaves. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. But there, at no point or or, or, or or like moment in the movie mm. do we see a replicant being treated like a slave. Mm-mm. Nothing, none of that happens. Everything's just kind of told to you. Yeah. So like you're like, well, are you really slaves? Yeah. I have no reason to like, empathize with you. In the cause. prequel, well, I assume they were. You know, in the yeah. prequel, they might may have been slaves, and we got to see what Ridley Scott thought of that with David being a slave at the very beginning of Covenant. Right. You know, why should I be a slave when I'm yada yada? So it's like, I get your idea, but this is one movie and you didn't put that information into it. Right, you that's know? what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like as a movie, it would have worked had those questions been explored yep. within the movie. Mm-hmm. But really what's been happening is that the fans of this movie, the people that for some godforsaken reason mm-hmm. like this movie at the point it came out, have been building up in that universe since the movie came out. Yeah. So now in 2017, we can talk about what the movie was trying to do, what the movie did in terms of like exploring like human relationships and like what the nature of humanity. Mm. But at the time this movie came out, had people not liked it, 
the movie would have just been that a movie with robots and people shooting each other. Yeah. It's not a deep movie. And I hate the fact that it's kind of trying to be. Yeah. It's fucking made me angry. The, the the only action scene I cared for in the entire movie was uh, when the guy gets his... Was it a guy? He gets his like skull crushed in. You remember this part? I don't even... I forgot so much about this. I watched it two hours ago. There was... I, f- I forget who even did it. There was... Oh, it was the... All right. So um, uh, Nexus 6 has... Um, has JF, JF or whatever, uh, held hostage. Sebastian, yeah, JF Sebastian. So they, they went to the house. So Pris and, uh, and Nexus 6 have Sebastian as their hostage, mm-hmm. and they're and he's taking them over to Tori or whatever that guy's name right, is, the corporation. The yeah, the creator. Yeah. He's taking Tyrell. Them over to, Tyrell, yeah. He's taking them over to see Tyrell. So he tells, he tells Sebastian, just stand right here and wait, you know, and, and then uh, Nexus, he goes up and talks to the creator. Now, this whole time they're, they're talking, the guy, uh, Sebastian, is like, Nine feet behind them, no. I'm like, bro, how about you just leave just, right now? Just, yeah, just, just walk away. Go ahead and get out of here. So, get a um, drink. Yeah, yeah, anything. <laughs> but he's just standing there watching all this happen. Yeah. So as Nexus is talking to his creator, the creator was like, "What? I can't do anything for you. Like, this is your coded this way. You're gonna die. It just is what it is. I can't save your life any more than I can save my own. You know, yeah. it just is what it is." And he finally accepts that as a reality. He put he kisses him on the mouth and kind of to say goodbye, and then puts both hands on the side of his skull. And just crushes that shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It was, I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Because I was so uninterested. Yeah. That so was, uninterested. That was the only like action scene that I was like, all right, so they are super duper powerful, you know, from him doing the head uh, crush just with his mm-hmm. bare hands. But then he turns around after crushing this guy's skull in and all this, oh, all of those sounds and everything. And this guy's like nine feet behind watching this happen. And then he finishes murdering the guy. He turns around and sees Sebastian still standing there. And then Sebastian's like, oh, shit, and runs <laughs> after that. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? <laughs> the, the one action scene that I, that I liked was mm-hmm. when he was killing the woman. He was chasing the woman with the snake. Oh, you yeah, yeah, that? yeah. That yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah, that was nice. Until she crashed into glass for the tenth time. Yeah. I was fine with her, like, okay, she ran into glass one time. It's in slow motion. It looks pretty. Oh, 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 okay. It's a second. Oh, okay. Oh, again, I, I am. I had an issue with continuity on that. On that. Really? The uh, the first shot that, that connects mm-hmm. is um, it's a shot to the upper shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, it, they cut, so like, in half of a second, they show you in the front. And there's no exit wound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's no exit wound for the shoulder. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I just seen it in the back. It's in the shoulder. Then in the front, it's in the middle of the stomach. Like, that doesn't seem right. But, yeah, right. But as, as far as, like, it was sequenced and it looked like it looked really cool. And th- there was there was another one where um, there's a, gymna- a gymnastics chick that's, like, doing flips and cartwheels throughout or whatever. Um, he finally takes a hand cannon and shoots her in the in the stomach, and she falls on the ground and she's like going full. You know, like when you're like a, a four year old kid and your mom full says tantrum. you can't have. That was Pris, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, because uh, no, Pris, Pris? That, she jumped on him and she on was his like, head. Yeah, yeah, that was her. Yeah, yeah, that was her, yeah. yeah. So he uh, he shot Pris and she had a full fit, full tantrum, <laughs> like shaking. It was <laughs> awesome to see her shaking on the ground like that because I'm like, this is a real human being, like right. that's actually happening. That to do doesn't this. want to accept that or die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. I was like, that was, that was super cool. And um, another thing I was thinking about, I'm like, that could have made the movie like .0000001 better for me yeah. is if uh, Harrison Ford had taken the day to get, in, to, got, to, to get to know that snake. 
Because, because in, in, in the movie, their reality is, like, for her, like, I'm a replicant. I'm not a real person. This snake isn't real, so there's right. no danger that can happen in here. Mm-hmm. But in reality is, I'm watching this. I'm like, no, you're a real human being. That's uh, a real, real snake. snake, and you're handling this real snake, you know? And then at the end, when she finally puts the snake down on this little stand or whatever, mm-hmm. then she grabs the snake by the neck yep. right there and looks at it and then walks away. And then I'm looking at it as a human viewer. I'm like, I want to see if you step back near that snake again after you just grabbed it by his by neck. neck. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, but she doesn't. She walks to the far corner and then goes over to the other side of the room to get dressed. Right. You know, so then we see another shot of Harrison Ford, and he's asking, is like, is that a real snake? She's like, of course not. If I could afford a real snake, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, so then it puts it back into the, the reality of this isn't real. This isn't a real snake. There's no danger. And then he goes to, like, barely touch the snake a little bit with his finger. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, you fucking wimp. Like, you know, like, take it's a not day. a real snake. Fucking hang out with him. But yeah, exactly. But but in reality, to him, it was like he can't cross the the boundary of and hit in the movie. This isn't a real snake. So it's just like imagine a fake snake is with us right now. I have no problem picking that snake up right. and swinging it around and doing whatever I want to because it's not real. But he didn't make me feel like that was not a real snake. I felt fear right. with him. You know. And and there's another thing that that made me that while you were saying it, fucking. <sighs> Which the thought just escaped me. I did this because I had a thought. Mm-hmm. You said snake not real. She went to get dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison, I, in my head, I thought Harrison Ford. I wonder if he, it would have been a good joke for the Indiana Jones reference if he had been afraid of the snake. And I had another thought that I forgot. Oh. What thought was. <laughs> uh, which upsets me because it was a good thought. Right. Um, but I just yeah. That's a, that's another thing. Oh 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 oh. Yep. That I remembered it. The animals. Throughout the movie, there's this, there's this, re, there's this all references of animals being fake, mm. animals being not real, and like the real animal being really expensive. Yeah. Which means that it's a world gone to shit. Yes. Like contamination, pollution has just killed everything. Yeah. People are just making fake animals now because it's easier. Yeah. Uh, than fixing. And that's, and that's something we seen at the very beginning of the movie. He was like, um, there's a tortoise uh, flipped over on top of his shell, baking in the sun. What do you do? What's it's a tortoise? tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a turtle. I've never seen a turtle before. You know, so, so yeah, like, it goes to your point. So, like, like that would have been, like, holy, f- do you see that that's a good mm-hmm. thing to have in a movie? Yeah. Because it tells you a lot about the world. It's just like, all right, well, animals are fucked. We're making them. What happened? Is this related to the like the replicant? Why do we make replicants? Mm-hmm. What's this? And like those can all build up to questions. Yeah. But you know what they do? They just give you a pretty owl and a snake. Yeah. That's that's it. That's I it. mean the, the the owl was pretty. The, the owl snake was, was nice. You know, but that's nice. That, that's it. That's all they do with it. Yeah. I I think the reason I I did not enjoy this movie is. <laughs> First of all, I already said it. I think that it's a pseudo-cerebral movie. Mm. So, like, people will see it and they're going to just like, oh, it's sci-fi and there's robots and they'll just be happy with it. Yeah. Uh, and think that they watch a really smart movie. But also, it's just like the fact that there's so much potential in the story. A lot. That uh, nothing happened. No. Nothing happened. I just felt like the, like while I was watching them, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to make Blade Runner. Mm. I admit that. Ridley Scott's good at what yes. he does. Yeah. But it's not a story. Like, it's just a, it's just a visual jerk-off. Of this movie, and I, I, I can't can, like it. All right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a fan. I yeah. wasn't a fan. Roger I'll... Ebert has a great line mm. that says, "Like the, <laughs> like the replicants in this movie, uh, it had the same. It, this movie had the same problem as the replicants. Mm. They didn't, they didn't dream of flesh, just mechanical men. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just something like, isn't that a fucking great line? That's poetic. To end the <laughs> fucking review on. Very poetic. Fuck yeah, Roger Ebert. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Or the website. I don't know if Roger Ebert wrote that review. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had for it, though. Yeah, yeah. What would you What would you give this fucking movie? 
Uh, Blade Runner, uh, Solid 7. Solid 7? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's the lowest grade I've given on here since Suicide Squad. That's true. Because, like, five uh, is... Five, cause I, I think five we, is average. Five is an average movie. Six is, all right, slightly above average. Seven is just like, okay, you... All right. You made a movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Eesh. Like, yeah. Hold on, but this, this is why, like, I kind of have a trouble with that. Because, yeah. like, so the three points are only for, like, editing and cinematography... You know, because like it's, the it's, three points are purely technical. The four points that I'm gonna give it purely technical. Anything mm-hmm. past technical, the movie has nothing. Like five, I, well, okay, I think that's what it is. like. Yeah. I give five points for just for technical. No, no, just no. For no. Technical. My, like like five is like you have an average story and the movie was averagely put together. Story? You didn't like the story at all? Like I said, I like I like the concept of the story. I like the concept, not but it just story. it just wasn't it just wasn't uh, explored fully. Yeah, well, so like just... I, I like the nugget that you that they threw in there, mm-hmm. but it's just like you didn't see it all the way through. For me, like, like the nu- a nugget of a story is having no story because it's not my job as an audience member to decipher your story. It's your job as a filmmaker to tell me your story. Uh, and, yeah, and you know, it's like you know, you're you're 100 right. Yeah. It's just I still want to, I still like to give it credit for doing something that no one had done before. I like you the know, concept. It's, it's like it's like a Soldier Boy. It's like nobody <laughs> likes Soldier Boy, but, but he did some cool shit. But okay. yeah, but he did some really cool shit. He was the first internet artist that made it from nothing. You know that right. that you know, this multi-millionaire guy. But it's like nobody's gonna be like, you know who you need to patent yourself after? So- Soldier Boy. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> and we're not gonna do that with Blade Runner either. Yeah. You want to make a good science fiction movie? You know who you need to patent it after? Not Blade Runner. Nope. But I'm just saying they they did have a little nugget. But yeah, I'll, I'll give it a seven. And not watch it again. Cool, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to give it a four because I did feel... Like, I thought the nugget was there. Yeah. Like, for the story, there was no story. Nothing mm. happened. Nothing had consequence. Very slow. Uh, Harrison Ford, it ended in, like, a weird attempt at a cliffhanger. Man, get the... That was such reason. bullshit. Whatever. And Nonsense. so I didn't, gi- I didn't give a shit. I didn't no. want to give a shit. No. And I couldn't give a shit. No. So it's getting a four. <laughs> was there an extended cut or anything that we got to see his... Uh, Rachel or that the... The replicant die? I would not know. I, yeah. I, I, I could find out after that's, we're done recording. That's what I would have liked to see. Like, they get on that elevator, the door opens, and then she gets her face blasted off, and then he tries to defend her, and then we go into, like, the, he's been, you know... On tw- the run. On the run since tw- now 2049, you know. Every, that would have been nice. Yeah. That being said, I'm excited for Blade Runner 2049. I am not. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, the nugget was nice. Yeah. I just want to see it in the hands of another filmmaker. Mm. If 2049 doesn't work, mm. then the franchise is dead for me, and I'm not going to give a shit. Yeah. But, like, this movie has enough of a nugget that some other filmmaker can take the material and, and, sort, and work with it. Mm. And, like, the original novel, which I think was written by Philip K. Dick, Dick yeah. um, also has, like, a lot of inklings that another filmmaker could work with Definitely. and incorporate that into the movie. I agree with that. So, like, Ridley, you fucked up on Blade Runner. Mm. I didn't like it at all. Me neither. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, Villanueva can do something cool with the new Blade Runner. That'd be nice. Um, but, yeah, now this movie, fucking four. I don't yeah. care about this movie. Not going to watch it. Not going to tell people to watch it. Nope. Don't watch it. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. It's not great. Or watch it if you want to see why it's not great. But, nah. I mean, you might like it. They might like it. I mean, there, there's a, a, a lot of people that really love it. Yeah. So, I mean, you might, as a matter of fact, watch it and tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> you a know? good idea. Like, it's like the majority of people believe that we're on the wrong side of the table here. So please watch this movie and then tell us why we're wrong. I read one review. It was just one quick thing. I, re- I went to the Rotten Tomatoes page. Yeah. And I read one review. And a guy that says, the only sci-fi movie that can be described as truly transcendental. Truly transcendental. Has he not seen 2001? Right? 
That's what I said. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What? Tom. The fuck? Yeah, t- get the, shut the fuck up, Tom. Fuck Go you, back to Tom. MySpace, bro. Like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sitting here trolling on Rotten Tomatoes. Get the fuck out of here, Tom. Because <laughs> 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 nobody wants to fuck with your MySpace website anymore. Now you just resort to trolling. You're good reviews and bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Tom. <laughs> fuck yeah. you, Tom. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're done talking about Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna cut and then we're gonna go back to the. We're gonna come back with television movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's after we finished. I was like, I think I chose this movie. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I did this to myself. That's how how I felt when I did Suicide Squad. It's like, fuck me. I think I did this. Like, what? I'm an idiot. (laughs) It feels so bad. <laughs> oh <I> goodness! Totally <laughs> All right, so television. Welcome back, television and movie premieres. Uh, see, this uh, week in television and movies, uh, <laughs> the first one we have is Thursday, June the twentieth. Uh, the show is called Boy Band. Boy Band. It's um, it's a reality competition music show on ABC at eight p.m. If it's not hosted by Justin Timberlake, I don't want to see it. What about one of the guys from Backstreet Boys? Don't care. Yeah, I don't either. It's 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 it's, it's <laughs> or, nothing. or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even JC Chazé. You know what? I'm I'm just an NSYNC fan. Yeah, I'll take, I'm not. I'll take any of the members from NSYNC or a few of the members from 98 Degrees. I don't know who 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees. There was a guy named Nick Lachey. He was um he was married to this girl named Jessica Simpson. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. You know, you just you know Jessica Simpson. Yeah, I know Jessica yeah. Simpson. What do you know her from? Because she doesn't like. I'm trying to think of what I would know her what from. Do I know her from? In the past five years, but like not she, in the past five years, but there was a time where I was really familiar with her name. Back in the day, yeah. Like yeah. she she was she she had a singing career that was very wholesome, and it kind of paralleled to Britney Spears. As soon as it got sexy, then yeah, she went she sexy, and she yeah. was promoting those titties and everything. And and I, I mean, I just. <laughs> I really I say, like that phrase. No, you're promoting those cities. And <laughs> and she goes a little further in the movie. Um, what's the movie? Just a good old boy. Never lean no harm. Um, Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, oh, the, that's where I know her from. Yeah. Dukes of Hazzard. She was yeah. Daisy Duke. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's Boy Band. Um, check it out if they have any members of NSYNC or 98 Degrees. That would be great. Yep. Um, the next show is gonna I'm be bringing sexy back. Hell, that was you not in sync. I don't care. No, that's, the only that's just Tim. Right that, is that a just Tim? It's gonna be May soon. That's not it. It's gonna be May soon. That that counts. That counts. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be May. That is a boy band song. <laughs> but I'm bringing sexy back. Is is a solo I was, song. I was just, I was just, into, I was just feeling Timberlake, man. No, you gotta feel in sync. This All is right. about in sync. Boy band. <laughs> it's gonna be May. Yes. Or, way, or bye, 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 bye. You can do any of that. Any of that. And April 31st, <laughs> yep. Justin Timberlake tweeted. <laughs> oh, yeah, that last year. He did this on last year, yeah. A fucking picture of his dumb face going, mm-hmm. it's going to be May It's going to be May. I, I, like, I like how the internet has evolved. And this is what, like, it's a re- really weird way <laughs> to get to a bigger point that I was trying to make last week about how I feel like we have the ability to uh, get more information from a smaller amount of yeah. information given. And, and this is just a weird way with that. All right, so years ago, we've, we had Justin Timberlake, It's Gonna Be Me. 
you know right. the song. But then we the way that we hear it, it sounds like May. It's gonna be May. So then that inside joke starts running like like the game telephone yeah. from person to person in real life. It's gonna be May. <laughs> that was a stupid end. This joke is stupid. <laughs> you know. And then the internet gets a hold of it. You know, because this song came out pre-internet. Yeah. You know? was- <laughs> so the internet gets a hold of this thing. It's gonna be May. So then you're attaching just Timberlake's picture to the. It's gonna be May, May. the month. And now, and, and then from there, the picture of Justin Timberlake, his hair was so stuck in the early 2000s that it's just, it was a caricature of himself to where it's just like super blonde and curly. Like fucking ramen noodles. Or, or, or popcorn. Yeah. Or, or popcorn. So then we started, just took Justin Timberlake off the picture completely and put a picture of popcorn or ramen noodles. <laughs> and and it, it finally evolved to a point. It finally evolved to a point to where I saw a meme and it just had an open pack of ramen noodles and it said, you know what time it is. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, it's going to be May. <laughs> just from a pack of ramen noodles saying, you know what time it is. <laughs> and it's like to go back and it's like if somebody came here, like an alien came down and was like, what, how do you get that what from this? What the fuck is that? <laughs> They think we're the fucking Egyptians with goddamn hieroglyphics. Yes! Exactly. (laughs) Where did you get all that information from that picture of ramen noodles? Well, you see, the ramen noodles represent Timberlake, who was in a boy band who made the song happen. But in 40 years, you're just going to turn into ramen noodles in a clock. Don't even need the full explanation anymore. That's why I love memes so much. They have become a language of their own. Yes. And all of us get it. All of us fucking get it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's um that's, that's, that's Boy Band. It's a reality show Thursday, June the 20th, ABC at 8 p.m. Uh, Can the I ne- please put in the thumbnail just a picture of, like, instead of our logo, just a ramen noodles. Ramen noodles. Like, like. You know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's, like, June now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But um, the next thing is uh, Doug Stanhope and Friends. This is a comedy that's going to be on CISO. Uh, CISO is, like, it's a new up-and-coming channel, how Viceland was, like, this time last year. Yep. You know, but they're, they're specifically doing comedy. Mark Marin talked about that, about the, all these new networks popping up and then the last oh, show yeah, that we watched. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know where to fucking watch <laughs> shit anymore. Everything's <laughs> so scattered. Yeah. It used to be you got three channels, now you got fucking Jerk Off channel over here mm-hmm. and fucking CISO over there. Yeah, it's everywhere yeah. now. Anyway, go ahead. That's uh, Doug Sandhope and Friends. It's a comedy on CISO on Thursday, June the 20th. How do you feel about Sandhope? Oh, he's funny. He's, he's funny. He's cool. Yeah. I never watch any of his stuff. His face always turned me off. All right, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's funny, though. He's like every man funny. Cool. Um, the next thing is uh, same day Thursday, June the 20th, The Gong Show. It's a game show, ABC at 8 p.m. Will Arnett, produced rival of the classic talent show, features an in-character Mike Myers as hosts and rotating celebrity judges include Zach Galifianakis, Dana Carvey, Anthony Anderson, Will Forte, Allison Brie, Andy Sandberg, Elizabeth Banks, Joel McHale, and Jack Black. I knew all of those people. Yeah, That is pretty uh-huh. awesome. Here's the the only thing I was concerned about when you said Mike Myers and the Gong Show because mm. he has a tendency to go a little bit racy oh, with yeah. his comedy. He does, yeah. Like, uh, but uh, with all those be people, in character though. So I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I guess it gets like a Borat thing where he's doing it on purpose. Hold on, what 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 character is he gonna be though? It's probably one that they made up for the for the show. Oh, see, I, I was hoping he was the spy who shagged me guy. Dude, fucking, uh, you know. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. That's what I when they say in Mike Myers in character. That's Austin, I'm like, oh, Powers. It's Austin Powers. It's not the Love Guru. It's it's not it's not um um Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not those characters. It's this. It's but, Austin Powers. It's Austin. Yeah, baby. Mojo, baby. <laughs> 
Yeah. I love those movies Same. so much. Me. Oh, yeah. One million hundred dollars. Mm, I'm sure that'll come up again mm. one day. <laughs> but that's uh, that's the gong show, Thursday, June the 20th. Uh, the next uh, show is, I bet you'll be watching this. I'll be watching this. It's uh, Friday, June the 23rd, Glow. It's a comedy on Netflix. Uh, Mark Maron's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard he was shooting that on his podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh go ahead go ahead. Yeah. Uh, cr- created by Nurse Jackie Vets, um, those Great names. Show too, by the way. Yeah, uh, created by the creators of uh, Nurse Jackie and producers of Orange is the New Black. Uh, this period comedy glow examines in a, un- a unique bit of 1980s pop culture the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, Allison Brie stars as a struggling actress mm. who turns to glow for one last chance of success. Uh, Betty Glippin and Mark Maron also star. Mark Maron. Mark, mm. fuck, I, I love Mark Maron. Mark Maron's dope. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> at the commercial for that, it's just like, it's like porn you can watch with the kids. Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to definitely give that one a go. No, I will too. Allison Brie is in this, and I, I love, love Allison Brie. Oh, my God. I'm, a, I'm upset. Like, Mark Maron can sell a show, but mm. you know the show Easy on Netflix? Uh, no. It came out recently. It was, it's in the same vein as Love, okay. but I just don't think it's as good. All right. Uh, Mark Maron was in a couple of episodes of that, hmm. and his episodes are apparently really funny, but I don't care enough to watch the show to get to Mark Maron, and yeah. it makes me sad, because yeah. I want to watch Mark Maron. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Maron's great. I want to see him in more television. Same. But I think he's doing a lot more of it now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, next show is pa- uh, is going to be Sunday, June the 25th. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in the TV world have been anticipating this show so, so heavily. Power. Power is back. It's a drama on stars at 9 p.m. This this show was like top five, uh, highest rated on television. Really? What the fuck like, is it? Uh, it's a show produced by 50 Cent. Fit the rapper. All right. 50. Yeah, I know, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it ba- basically. What the, the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, 50 Cent. Like, what, 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 what reason would people have to know to know 50 Cent in the past I, five years? I, I listened to his rap music. Like for a while, it came out like 2003. Yeah. You know, so it's like if if you weren't into him, I'm like riding two- dirty. Look at me, I'm riding dirty. No, that's chameleon. That chameleon. Yeah, that's I'm like. Fifty Cent hasn't hasn't done any music in ten <laughs> years, in well over ten years. Yeah, you're right. That's so I'm like. Well, maybe you don't know him. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he got yeah. shot nine times. Was that that was him? That was right? him. That was him. Okay, cool. Remember him from that. <laughs> but um, God, yeah, he, he has he has a, a television show now. But uh, it came out at the same time that um. Another black television show that was focused around music. Uh, Empire. Empire, yeah. It came out at the exact same time as Empire. And you know how the fanfare was ridiculous, like everybody was on Empire? Mm-hmm. That's how it is for Power now, but it's really? just not on network so television. So is Empire faded now? Oh, yeah. Empire yeah. faded. Um, season two didn't get anywhere near the uh, the, the views that they thought they were going to get. So season three, they had to cut back on the budget. Damn. Like they, they, brought, they brought in Chris Rock and a lot of like high-profile people for season one because they had the best views in the world for season one. I mean, right. So season two, they were like, we're going to spend the money. And typically, you don't see that. After success, you see we're going to cut back on the money. Right, so and they can increase a profit margin. Yeah, and they spent the money, and they failed hard Damn. because the show wasn't sustainable in the first place. Like I mean, anyway, like it was, it was a good show, but it's just I know like, what you mean though. Like judging by the storyline, it was bound to collapse on yeah, itself. Yeah, like it was, it was. There was a balance that was so good, and I hate to sound like a person that bashes like my own community mm-hmm. as far as like television and movies, but I want to see balance. I don't want to see things that only black people can relate to. Right. You know, and there was there was one there was a character and any any. Uh, any, any listeners that's a part of a minority background, you may be able to relate that how uh, the gay culture is looked down upon pretty hardcore in minority culture. Yep. And there, there's, a, there's a character in that show, he's, he's gay, and he's dealing with 
his family not being accepting of that, a black family. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I've seen that represented on television, you know, showing the human aspect of this, this male who g grows up in a family with brothers and sisters who is normal just like every other person, right. but is being singled out by his own family, his own community, and has been made to feel less than, right. you know, and it's that's just something that hasn't hadn't been shown to to black people to be to make to yeah, feel, specifically in a black centric show. Yes, to feel any kind of sympathy mm -hmm. towards those characters, you know, because all you, all you hear is just terrible. Um, just it's, it's just the terrible things. And yeah, you hear dehumanizing things yeah, yeah. Uh, towards gay culture and yeah. minority. Same thing happens in Puerto Rican minority. Yeah. Uh, or like just in Hispanic culture, yeah. the same thing. So like, I mean, I, I appreciated the show for it was. I never watched it. I just didn't care about they, it. They went away from that though. Yeah. That was the issue. Like they, oh, they, okay. they, the first season, I was like, this is brilliant. Like you're satisfying like the, 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 the black culture that just want the black stuff mm -hmm. and the people that want to think about what's going on in the black community. Right. And then the, season two and three, they was like, look, let's stop thinking about stuff and let's just, you know, have fun here and right. drama. And, you know, it's like, fuck out of here. But anyway, that's... um. So that's a power. Power is a drama stars 9 p.m. Sunday, so June the 25th. Season two of Power? Uh, season three, I believe. Nice. I stopped watching Power because it's not that good. <laughs> 50 Cent, come at me. Shoot you another nine times. Add another one for good luck. Make yeah. a 10, motherfucker. That's, that's, I, 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 I hate to like bash, bash shows because like, I imagine like what, uh, listening to a podcast and then they're like, um, like yeah, you should watch uh, Orange is the New Black season five. Uh, Gigi <laughs> Cohen, she's back as a new executive producer. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Everybody's coming back, so you should go watch that. But um, I'm not going to be watching it because it's not good. <laughs> and the next thing. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I really held the microphone fix the papers bouncing <laughs> yeah. on the list. That's what I just did to Power. Like It's a really high-rated show, and I'm sure some of the listeners love that show, and I just told you that you had bad taste in television, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, movies that we have for uh, for this week. Um, the first one is something that I'm highly anticipating. You should be as well. The Beguiled. It's rated R. 94 minute runtime. It's a drama slash western. Already has a 96 uh, of meta score. Nice. It's Sofia Coppola though. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. She's made amazing movies. I love all of her shit. She was um, uh, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Virgin Suicides. Uh, somewhere. And another one that I can't think of the yeah. name of, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's The Beguiled. The rundown is, at a girls' school in Virginia during the Civil War, where young women have been sheltered from the outside world, a, a wounded Union soldier is taken in. Soon the house is taken over with sexual tension, rivalries, and an unexpected turn of events. Uh, director is Sofia Coppola. It stars Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, and Colin Farrell. That's a good cast. That's Hell, a really good cast. Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, Colin Farrell. Woo. And, I, and I'm a Colin Farrell fanboy. I'm, I'm an Elle Fanning fanboy. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like this. Cool. I think I'm going to check that out. I may. I may as well. Uh, the next thing. And it's only a 94-minute runtime. That's, That's in good. the wheelhouse. That is right <laughs> in the wheelhouse. Uh, the next thing is The Bad Batch. It's rated R, 118-minute runtime, romance, science fiction, a 65 meta score. Uh, the rundown is a dystopian love story in a Texas wasteland and is set in a community of cannibals. Can I? Can I? Mm. I just want to see that poster. Right oh, there. yeah. Uh, starring no one that you know besides Jason Momoa. Okay. It's an odd picture. <laughs> so this is... Uh, you know, so you know Kool-Aid Man, right? Yep. From when I was standing, this looked like Kool-Aid Man holding a gun. Mm. But what it really is, it's a 
picture of a woman's left butt cheek that has a smiley face, mm-hmm. and she's holding a gun. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. legitimately thought, because it said the bad batch, mm. so I thought it was going to oh, be like an independent documentary mm. about like how Kool-Aid killed a kid mm. one day or yeah. something. Yeah. But no, no, not that. That is a butt holding a gun. Yes. Well, that I mean, is, the, the hand is holding it, but it's beside the butt. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Really? I love that poster so much. That's uh, that's I, the bad batch. Yeah. I'm gonna not even watch it, but mm. I just want that poster in my room. Oh, Keanu Reeves in this as well. Oh, uh, really? Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, Jada Fink, and Suki Waterhouse oh. are all in this. A dystopian love story in Texas wasteland and set in the community of cannibals. I might because yeah. it's listed as a romance science fiction with cannibals, with cannibals and guns in a dystopian future. And it has Keanu Reeves, who's been practicing with guns for like three years now. So I'm like, it, might, it might be worth it. Might maybe. Be worth it. Yeah. It, it seems like it's going to be like one of those silly B-list movies, you know? Talking about uh, Keanu Reeves, I just bought John Wick 2. On Blu-ray, right? On goddamn Blu-ray. Hell yeah. We'll be listening to that audio commentary. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like there's there's a revolution coming, probably not, that uh, <laughs> with uh, the blue, Blu-rays and uh, CDs and, and just hard copies and owning things. All right, mm-hmm. there was a, there's a group called TLC um, from the early 90s, mid-90s, right. uh, T-Boz Left Eye Chili, mm-hmm. and they had two really, really, really good albums. And, but in that time, they signed some contracts, and all of their... Um, music? Uh, the, yeah, their music. Uh, there's a word that starts with an R. Rights? Of their yeah, we can say the rights. Basically, the, the, right, the rights to their music was signed over to a lady named Pebbles. Okay. So they weren't getting most of the money back from every time that... Uh, royalties. Ro- there we go, royalties. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, the royalties. They had signed the royalties over. So they, they were already weren't making money off the album sales, and they were only getting a percentage of the tour sales. Right. And then when we moved into the digital age, something that wasn't looked for in the contracts in 1990 now they're not getting any of the money from the streaming from oh, each streaming man. song so what they I decide- thought it would be a loophole that they would be getting the money from well, streaming there, there is a loophole included. there okay. is a loophole what they decided to do was they re-recorded every song <laughs> Everyone, but it's like they made it to sound exactly. They're trying to make it sound like it's the original thing, mm-hmm. but they just they took the production which they had already paid for what was theirs, mm-hmm. and they just took all the vocals off of it and redid it. Mm. And it is, I do not. And, and this, this is what I'm saying about the the, the revolution that mm-hmm. should be happening that won't happen is <laughs> if I had the original TLC tape that my mom got me in 1992, yeah. I could put it. I could find a cassette tape player and put that in and listen to the original T-Boss like singing it raspy and just the original right. but now I have no choice but to hear 2017 TLC singing something from 1992 doing a remake Yeah, you know it, it's like the damn um, Steven Spielberg it was like oh, but what check they- back all the Star Wars movies yeah. yeah it's like you can't ever get it back unless you had the original yep you know it's like you're right you're right <laughs> so I'm like I, I, I would like for there to be a revolution of you know what no we're not nerds for collecting things when they're on digital like I feel like it's very important no i like collecting i like i, li- I love buying movies i haven't yeah. really seen half the movies i've bought mm. i just like having them yeah super important yeah. anyway let's anyway, get yeah let's get it over thing. yeah not like i got a graduation to get to or anything right <laughs> no big fucking deal <laughs> when is that by the way what time uh, is it uh i have to be there at 4 30 i have to be there at 4 30 it doesn't start till 6 30 we have to do dress rehearsal for two hours fuck Gross. anyway but the, uh, the next thing is uh, The Big Sick. It's rated R, 119-minute runtime. It's listed as a comedy romance, an 86 Metascore. The rundown is a couple deals with their cultural differences as the relationship grows. Sounds very generic. Yep. Um, the director, Michael Showwater, it stars Kamel uh, Nainina, G- 
Camille, his <laughs> name's Camille, and uh, Ray Romano. <laughs> Fucking Ray Romano. Yeah. Uh, Kumai Nanjani. Nani Nanjani. Kamal. Uh, no, got, it's, uh, it's Nanjani. Nanjani. Yeah. There's no I. It's a N A N J I A. Nanjani. Nanjani. All right, so that, that'll be the, the big sick. I've seen Kamel do uh, stand-up. I really like his stand-up. So, like, maybe give Isn't him a shot. Isn't he a correspondent for either John mm. Oliver or, or the new Trevor Noah guy? I don't know. There's an Indian comedian that's making his way up. That oh, no, no, you're talking about um, N- 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 Minaj. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Those, it's like I, I couldn't, like, say yes without being slightly <laughs> racist because <laughs> there are at least four Indian guys who I definitely mistake. Yeah, same. So... Same. So the only sorry, one I don't mistake is the season's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was born in South Carolina. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and last and probably least, uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Mm. Uh, it's rated PG thirteen, one hundred and forty eight minute runtime, listed as an action adventure science fiction thriller. The rundown is: humans and Transformers are at war. Optimus Prime is gone. The key to saving our future lies buried in the secrets of the past in the hidden history of Transformers on Earth. Uh, director is Michael Bay, stars Mark Wahlberg, and that's it. You know what? Uh, I'm really pissed off at that movie mm. for. Uh, when I went to see Alien Covenant with my friend Luis, mm. uh, we saw this really like flashy introduction to a movie. Yeah. And it was just like the show, like, oh, fuck, I wonder what this is. This doesn't look nearly half bad. Yeah. Fucking Transformers. Yep. Like, the first 10 seconds of the trailer were great, mm. and then it just fucking went downhill yeah. as soon as the title screen happened. Yeah. And maybe I'm biased at Transformers, but maybe it's a bad movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, go see the first Transformers 1 and 2, and Transformers then just stop. Transformers 1 was good. Yeah. 2 was, like, good enough. I, I, I like 1 and 2, yeah. th- just, but stop there. Yeah. Don't go absolutely. any further. Don't pass go. But uh, I, for, mm. Mark Warburg, I like his face. I tend mm. to not like his movies. Mm. I like his face. I like seeing him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I like to see how Matt Damon can pull this movie off. Because he's done a lot of credible movies, and now he's choosing to do this Transformers franchise with Michael Bay. Doesn't yeah. seem like something Mark Wahlberg would do, or, or Matt Damon. You know, no, I, I think Matt Damon's Ma- going downhill. Matt Damon, yeah. 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 You know, it, it's just, it, it happens with the job, you know? Yeah. At one point, you run out of movies, and then your agent calls you, and it's just like, Matt Damon, sorry, we, we only have Transformers for you. That's, that's how bad your life has gotten to yeah. where <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's agent is calling you, thinking, confusing you with, with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> your life has gotten so bad. <laughs> oh, 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 is Matt Damon, or what's the difference? Come, come do the job. <laughs> that's all bad. It doesn't matter. You both look the same. You're the same guy. Same guy, right? <laughs> Anyway, is that it? Yeah. Cool. That's another episode. We will catch you guys later. You can find us on Twitter or underscore FFS Podcast on Google Play Music, Google Play Music app and iTunes Podcast app and Stitcher and SoundCloud under the name for film's sake. Uh, Tell us why we're wrong and why Blade Runner is a good movie. Mm. Just talk to us. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's it. Good good talk, I guess. Hey. See you you, you next week. (laughs)